Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Welcome to a special episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we normally take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. But it is the end of the decade, and we are doing a whole bunch of little bonus episodes doing lists, because we love lists. I love lists. Come on, lists are great. And uh, it is the time to look back at the decade. And so on this one, this is going to be really weird, actually, (laughs) because uh, this is not even about movies. This show is about movies. This one's not about movies. We're going to be talking about video games today. And, you know, when I first started this show, I thought that we'd do the occasional video game episode, but that hasn't exactly happened yet. Uh, But today we're going to talk about video games. We are going to be doing the best video games of the decade. And with me is Will Hines, who hasn't been on the show in well over a year now, uh, but he was one of the first uh, guest co-hosts back when we first started, and he is my buddy that I talk about video games to a lot. So he, of course, is just the perfect guest to have for this thing. Now, I do want to let you know up front, this is going to be the strangest uh, quote-unquote top 10 games of the decade list because, first of all, I do 20 games, and second of all, Will didn't even do them in any kind of an order. He What he did, instead of like going, you know, 20 from 20 to number one, he went chronologically. He went two games per year for a total of 20 games of the decade. Uh, I wasn't going to stop him. He wanted to do it that way. I said, hey, that sounds awesome. There's no rules here. This is a podcast. There's no rules at all. So let's do it. So uh, we had a great time talking about all these games, we had very little crossover whatsoever, and uh, it's a great conversation. So sit back and relax, because it's a long one, and if you're a game fan, you're going to hear about a lot of games that you probably loved over this last decade. All right, so uh, with us today, for the first time in a long, long time, we've got with us Knox Prime. Will, how's it going, man? It's good. I'm going good, man. Things are going all right. I'm all right. Yeah? All right. Well, uh, this is going to be obviously a very different thing from what we normally do on the show. I, You know, it's funny, when I first started piecing it together, I did think that we would occasionally cover video games, too, because video games have inspirations, you know, but mm-hmm. we haven't had time for that. There's too many damn movies for too us to cover, but uh, this whole end of the decade thing seemed like a perfect time to talk about video games, and we're going to talk about our favorite 20 video games of the decade. Correct. 
You got, I'd imagine your list had to be narrowed down quite a bit in the process. Yeah, um, I decided to, to take a controversial stance with my list, and I thought I'd do something different, because I was going through it, and I was just like, man, you know, there's just so many games or whatnot, so to help me whittle it down, I decided to do, like, two games per year. So hmm. my list is going to be going from, like, 2009 to 2019 with, with the two games I feel like I play the most or resounded with me the most in those years. Mm. So that's how I'm doing my list. So that is going to be very interesting. And this is going to be uh, one of the more unique top 10, top 20 lists out there, I think, because we're both doing a completely different thing <laughs> with mine yeah. being a, a straight up attempting to rank the 20 in order of my favorite games and you going year by year uh two per year right like my two favorite games yeah each year yeah it, it should be interesting and i i know we talked a little ahead of time but mm -hmm. i i think it's also going to be interesting because we probably have very little if any overlap yeah probably not not probably not much we our tastes are definitely east coast west coast <laughs> a lot of space a lot of space typically typically yeah, yeah. All right, so I think with that said, uh, we're going to have a lot of games to talk about, so why don't we jump into this. What do you got for your first game you want to talk about? Okay, I'm just going to start from uh, 2009, so I'm just going to work my way up to the current year. So, Sounds good. So for my, uh, my first game for my 2009, which would be, I guess, uh, my 20th game, if you want to put them in any type of order, but these sure. really aren't in that kind of order. But then. <laughs> First game I'm going to talk about, 2009, Left 4 Dead 2. Okay. That game I wore out on the Xbox 360. Uh, just multiplayer to death. It's just the. It was just the. Still to me, one of the best high-paced uh, zombie apocalypse survival shoot 'em ups I've I've played to this day. I mean, I I still play it sometimes on my uh, backwards compatible Xbox One. It's it's just great. You know, you get a couple of the homies together, say, "Hey, let's play some Left 4 Dead 2." Nope. Nobody, nobody's complaining about that. Nobody complains about playing Left 4 Dead 2, even in 2019. I don't know. I might complain about it, but, well, you know. I, I'm... Nobody, <laughs> nobody I deal with regularly on Xbox <laughs> really has much complaint about playing Left 4 Dead. Left yeah, 4 Dead. sure. Yeah, no, I, I played, uh, I never played Left 4 Dead 2. I did what? play the first one, oh, though. Oh, man, Left 4 yeah. Dead 2 was like all of that and then some. Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, super zombie chimichanga man yeah you know me and first first person shooters multiplayer games and zombies all three are things that i just uh, <laughs> don't do too much of but uh good pick though i know a lot of people do love man, that game it's great so i'm gonna go with my number 20 pick and like i said mine are more in an order of preference not year or anything like that and I very much thought about leaving this one off uh, and putting something from my honorable mentions, which we'll get to later as my number 20. But I wanted to include this. Uh, we talked ahead of time about not including games that are remakes. But I don't mm -hmm. really consider this a remake. I consider it a new spin on a classic formula. And so that's why I, I think it still counts. That is Tetris 99 for the Nintendo Switch, which came out just this year um and it takes the whole massive multiplayer angle or whatever the hell the it's battle called royal, battle yeah. royale whatever the hell they call you it. Know, you know i don't play online you know games. it's the craze all these cool kids are yeah into. and it takes that flies it to tetris and you're playing against 99 people all at the same time and it's absolutely insane and 
I, I just think it's a big enough twist to Tetris, which we all know how much I love Tetris. You know what? Uh, I'll allow it. You'll allow it. That, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. And, and they keep adding more modes to it, which makes me happy. Um, and it, it is the most fun, unique, uh, you know, alteration to Tetris in a while. Yeah. I'd say like the contrast to like Tetris effect, Tetris effect is, is, is more visual where Tetris 99 is more visceral. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, Tetris effect is very cool for that moment when you first see it and your mind is kind of blown a little bit, but Tetris 99, you could play for hours. And, and, just, and, and Tetris know. effect, don't, don't get your heart rate up like Tetris yeah. 99. Tetris 99 is brutal. It, oh, they, yeah. They're, they are coming to get you and you better get them first. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. All right. What do you got next? So my second game for 2009, uh, was Batman Arkham Asylum. Mm. Rocksteady's first Batman game uh, within that, that trilogy they made, uh, including, uh, what was it, uh, Arkham City and Arkham Knight. Mm-hmm. And it was just a, a breath of fresh air. I mean, as far as, especially as far as licensed games go, uh, licensed uh, superhero games go, you know, I mean, we hadn't, you know, Spider-Man just came out this, this year, mm. and, or was it last year? I can't remember. It's been the last couple of years. And that really has set the bar again. But at the time, there was no superhero game that was doing it the way Rocksteady was doing Batman. At Arkham, did you ever play Arkham Asylum? I have not. Man, no. Arkham Asylum is amazing. And, and the, the, uh, the remasters that they put up for the... Because this is like Xbox 360. I was playing Arkham Asylum. So they put remasters up on the current consoles. And they cleaned them up, you know, increased the resolution and smoothed out a couple of the bumps and ridges, whatever. And... It is still it is still a joy to play. It's just just an amazing game. It really nails so much of Batman that a lot of other straightforward Batman games just just didn't do. Like you really feel like the greatest detective a lot of the times, and and the combat is just it, you you can't get mad at the game if you die. It's because of you. It's right. Just, it's so <laughs> well done. I can't I can't I can't give it enough praise. Really. I mean, uh, probably City. The second one was probably the pinnacle. Arkham Knight eh, took a little dip, but still, I mean, they're all great. It's just yeah. if you had to put them in order, that's the order. But Arkham, I, I give Arkham Asylum the nod out of the three because it was the first one, and it really just it just resonates. It, it just leaves such an impression with you. I I feel like that Batman series is uh, aside from Grand Theft Auto, it's the series that non gamers like make themselves play. Like they're still into it a hundred percent. You know. Fair. You know, mm-hmm. people love those games. Um, I, I never really got into them, but I mean, they look cool. They certainly look like they capture the Batman essence. You oh, know? yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's amazing. So cool. Uh, well, you, you mentioned Spider-Man, and uh, that's a good uh, uh, transition into my next uh, pick, which is the 2014 Insomniac Games and my only Xbox One game on my list, what? Sunset Overdrive. Wow, yeah. Sunset Overdrive, huh? I'm giving it some love. Wow. I, 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 I felt bad for the poor Xbox One, which, by the way, uh, just got disconnected forever so I could hook in a Roku Ultra. Holy <laughs> yes, cow. I'm guy. done with that system. Um, but uh, yeah, I loved this game. It's just one of the most over-the-top, just insane, just non-stop crazy video games i think i've ever played i mean not much has ever been that uh just just constant craziness just being thrown at you and it looked amazing it it 
kind of showed off what next gen could do at that moment in time, that's fair, that's you know. Fair. And uh, yeah, I think it's a kind of underrated underrated game. You know, I may have to check that out one day. I mean, it's, it's never really moved me much. I mean, to me, it just looked like super duper retarded Infamous, <laughs> you know. And I played yeah. enough Infamous one and two where I was kind of like, you know, I'm kind of cool on that. I, mean, I see, you know, what they're, what they're doing with it. But yeah, at the time, I was cool on it. I mean, I may go back and revisit, but yeah, that's 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 a good choice. And I know it reviewed well, and I know that I know a lot of people liked it. Yeah, for I just, sure. I just never, I never even gave it a chance. I was like, I'm cool on that right now. All right. Well, what do you got next? All right, next I have. We're moving into 2010 for me. All right. 2010 was absolutely owned by Bayonetta. Mm. Bayonetta played on Xbox 360. Oh my God, because the PS3 version was hamstrung because they hadn't figured out the cell processors yet. So. That was that was the time when like the PS that's when Xbox 360 really was taking that lead because the multi-platform games were were just running so much better on the x86 architecture that that the um what power PC whatever it was mm. it was a more universal format the Xbox 360 went went and PlayStation had their proprietary cell uh configuration and it took a, a while for the developers to wrap their heads around it so like early uh multi-platform games just shone they sung on the Xbox 360 and they were like struggling on a PS3, but Bayonetta on Xbox 360 was just a joy, mm. just a joy. That game, it, it, I mean, Hideki Kayama, the he basically headed the um, he created the um, what's the Dante Devil May Cry franchise, right, right, right. So then he, he uh, branched off, you know, they they did Clover, and then they went on to Platinum Games. Mm. And, you know, I would love to put God Hand on the list, but that came out before 2009. That's my all-time favorite. Platinum oh, really? Clover. Oh, yeah. God Hand's amazing. But anyway, uh, but yeah, Bayonetta is everything Devil May Cry. It is just like the next, like the evolution of Devil May Cry. It is just amazing. It's fluid. It's snappy. It's stylish. It's it's just amazing. If you've never played Bayonetta, you really owe it to yourself, especially on the Switch now. Like, it got one and two. It's just, I can't, I, I can't give it enough praise. I, I beat it. I don't I don't beat a lot of games. I be, sat there and beat that one. That yeah, is just, yeah. It is so good. Is yeah, so good. I played the uh, the remake on Switch and it is pretty damn awesome. You know, if, if this list was me trying to objectively say the best games, you know, not just mm -hmm. my favorite, I probably would have put a Bayonetta game on the list because, uh, yeah, I mean, they're just crazy. They're so cool, those games. It's so well designed and like a, just a whole movie, you know, a crazy ass movie. Yeah, <laughs> Bayonetta 3 is amazing. Well, and Bayonetta 1, I'm sorry, Bayonetta. Right, right. They're making Bayonetta 3. I don't know why that crossed my mind. That's coming. Mm -hmm. Next uh, next uh, decade's yeah, list, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, my my next one, um, a, li a little bit of a lesser known uh, game, but it's a, a mobile game. I got a couple mobile games on my list. Also available for virtual reality. Uh, the first version came out in 2014. It is called Smash Hit. You know this game? No. Okay, Smash Hit is kind of a... Uh, first person breakout of what? sorts. Is yeah. It a VR game? Yeah. And the VR version in the gear and, uh, you know, Gear VR and Oculus uh, VR and all that um, is one of the best uses of virtual reality that I've seen because you're just, you're, you're slowly floating through this uh, just really cool, minimalist looking universe and you can just throw balls at everything and everything is like shatterable and everything like that. And uh, it's just a, a great, simple arcade style concept but something totally new something that there really isn't any other version of and 
I had a lot of fun with it over the last few years, and it's like the only game I bother with in VR. Wow. You know, VR is cool, but like I never find myself wanting to go put the headset on and plug in all the wires and do all that shit unless it's to play Smash Hit. All right, well, what do you got next? All right, so my second game for 2010, which probably might not come to surprise a, a lot of people, is God of War 3. Mm. God of War 3. Funny story. God of War, I really, I got into God of War late, admittedly. I played through the God of War 1 and 2 collection for a PS3. I was going through nursing school back in like 2009, 2010, and that was my... My guilty pleasure when I'm trying to de-stress, I, would, I just was working through the God of War game. So I was a little late, late to that boat, but, but I got into it. And I was like, this is great. Yeah, dude, wow, I see what the fuss is about, you know, mm. one and two. So then three hit, and I jumped right on that. And man, talk about a, a tour de force. What a swan song for as far as capping off that, that trilogy. God of War 3 was just everything big, bigger, badder, and better, and everything that, that uh, what is it? Is it? SJWs hate about video games. I mean, <laughs> it's like it was probably the last of the titans when it comes to just video games that like people online would probably stump to get banned. I nowadays. got I've got one of those later on in my yeah, list. Yeah, I mean, so. but, but but back in back in 2010 though, it was it, it was good to go. It was legit. It was it was balls to the wall bananas. Got and it and it played as good as it looked, and and it looked amazing. God of War three was just an experience that. Just shouldn't have been missed. I mean, I, I can't say how well its tone and everything would hold up in today's uh, uh, environment, the mm. way we are you know, kind of sensitive about everything and blah, blah. But man, as for, for far as just being a gamer's game, yeah. that's a gamer's game. That game, God of War 3, is, is, the, is the jam. Hell yeah. God of War 3, was that PS3 and then... That was PS3. Yeah, okay. That was definitely yeah. like the... The high end of PS3, games. right? That was like yeah. the, one of the swan songs of the yeah, PS3. Yeah, for like, sure. By then, they figured out how to really uh, dial in the uh, how to make the hardware sing. Yeah, and that game was. I mean that that game was practically a next gen game because the PS3 had enough juice in it to where you could program it that well if you knew what you were doing. And yeah, by the yeah. end of it, they were really like that's why a lot of the games that uh, they it got ported to. The PS3 it was tough to port because of the architecture it was developed on, but mm. once it got ported, it fit right in just fine with very minimal update to it. That's how much they were making the PS3 sing at the end of its life cycle. Sure, sure. Especially the internal devs, like like the first party devs. Oh yeah, they were like you know your Naughty Dogs and whatnot. They were putting out stuff on the PS3 that was just rivaling PC games at the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm actually kind of surprised I didn't have God of War three on my list. Yeah, I'm, uh, so I'm glad. Too, I'm glad man. you brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, you're gonna be surprised with my next pick. I think. Okay. Um, I don't think you'll expect me to say this one, but it's a 2013 originally is when it first came out, and then it's been on a bunch of platforms since then. Uh, but Towerfall. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You I know. played that for the first time in your place. Um, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I think that that is quite possibly the best just new arcade game you know what i mean of of this of this decade a, a new simplistic arcade game okay, that you just simplistic. get friends together and just play the game you right, know i was gonna say because killer queen is up there too as far as i haven't played that yet i it's, heard good things about it's it not, it's definitely it's a little more definitely a lot more uh in depth more complex than mm. towerfall but as far as just pure arcadey reflex yeah exactly yeah it's, it's tough to beat yeah like last last decade would have been geometry wars absolutely this decade towerfall you know 
<laughs> yeah, Towerfall's amazing. Yeah, so much fun. To this fun. day. So much fun. I got the Switch port. I don't play it much, but I, I got it off GP. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, what do you got next? Uh, I'm in 2011 now, and I'm going with Super Mario 3D Land for the 3DS. All right. One of my picks. Um, I was really impressed with that, you know? You know, I'm co- you know, at this point, you're coming off of Mario Galaxy 1 and 2, and those were great games. And for the 3DS to get something like uh, Super Mario Land, Super Mario 3D Land, mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was like it was, it was familiar, but it was fresh at the same time. And they and they put so much effort into making like all the stages just so different from the other, you know. And I know that the um the Wii U got a port or a version of Super Mario 3D Land. Sure, yeah. And I just for the life of me, I can't figure out why Nintendo hasn't ported it to the Switch yet. Yeah, it just makes zero sense because. You know, I feel like it's a game a lot of people miss. You know, it's one of those I wouldn't I wouldn't put it in the same uh, breathe it in the same air as uh, Sunshine, mm-hmm. but it's just one of those great Mario games that just due to time and happenstance, I just feel like it went under a lot of people's radars, and it's a shame. Yeah, the Super Mario 3D Land is freaking amazing. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it is fantastic. Hey, and can we I, cuss? Is this family friendly? Oh no, you can cuss all you want. Super Mario Three Land's fucking dope. Yeah, man, <laughs> shit, pick that shit up. Man. I love you. You didn't cuss at all during God of War, but during Super Mario, oh definitely. yeah, no. you know, you, you know, it's all about knowing knowing your audience. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I love Super Mario Three Three D Land, and there will be plenty of Mario as we get up my list. Uh, well, that might I, that might be it for me. <laughs> that, might, that might be as far as my Mario gets. All right, all right. Well, uh, my next one is one that I honestly couldn't even believe was this decade. I thought for sure it was like 2007 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's Portal 2. Yeah, well, you know why? Because Portal 1 was last decade. And yeah. Portal 2 almost, I mean, it brought some new things to the table, but it really felt more like an expansion pack. It totally did. But um, but but for what it brought as far as an expansion pack, it 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 just brought so many new things that it definitely justified the, the, the two at the end of it. Yeah, it sure But did. I mean, by then, you know, Portal 1 was just such a, such a, uh, it was just, it was a lot, you know, it just, it was a big, it took a lot of mind share for gamers when it came out and left such an impression at Portal 2. It just, like, they just feel like the same game, but Portal 2 really, really just took it around with, with the concept. Hell yeah. I mean, it, it, it goes so deep into just those, just the puzzles of it and mm-hmm. like just making it into something that's just a real freaking mind bender, yeah. you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's so cool. I mean, it, I'm sure we're probably coming up on next uh, decade. We'll get a third one finally. I mean, they it's, it's been about, about time. Yeah, that's probably VR what'll happen. Would be, man, you better have a bucket nearby. That's, that's <laughs> better have a nice big empty room yeah, to play that in. <laughs> I would do that. Well, what do you got next? Uh, my second for 2011. Is, this is probably out of left field, but uh, Shadows of the Dam by uh, Grasshopper Manufacturer. Two to 51. Mm. I played on my 360. Uh, you know, he's an avant-garde uh, music, I mean, not music, uh, video game producer, director, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goichi Tsuda. He's a, he's a uh, enigma in the industry. And a lot of times his, uh, his flash is more than a substance, but this one really came together nicely. Like he always has great concepts and great ideas and just 
wonderful vision, but sometimes just the games are really clunky and they don't come together like all as well as they should have. Mm-hmm. And this one, it had some of its trademark clunkiness, but it was more charming in this respect. It, it didn't hamper you or it didn't, it didn't like cause you any frustration when you were playing the game like some of his games can do. And it was just amazing. Uh, Shadows of the Damned. God, I, it's it's been so long. I can't even tell you who the main character. I just, I just know it's this, <laughs> this like I think he's like this Hispanic guy, and he and he's going to hell to try to get back his girlfriend's soul or something. I can't remember. And it, like he has this demon that helps him and it turns into a motorcycle. It's some, it's some, it's some. He was tripping off of some shit and just <laughs> made this shit shit. It's wild shit, but it works. Those games, I I seriously I I I've never played any of his games. Really, but they Not all even, look so weird, man. Uh, not even No More Heroes? Nah, I never played. Man, I, I wore No More Heroes out on the Wii. No More yeah. Heroes is great. I know. I know people love those games, and they always seem so cool, but they always seem like... I was always... Whenever that one would come out, I'd see it, and I'd be at a moment in time where I'm like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> you know? I just... I can't get it. I always make, try to make time for Goichi. <laughs> as, long as, as long as the reviews have way decent, I'm there for, for Suda51, man. Yeah. His, his stuff is just... It's just... He just takes risks that a lot of developers and whatnot just he's he's like a he's like a poor man's uh Kojima mm. as far as just willing to take risks for his vision yeah. and don't really care about things. And sometimes a lot of times it doesn't work out that great. But this this one time for Shadows of the Damned, it worked out amazing. For it's sure. a great game. It's a great game. Well, uh for my next one on my list, I'm up to number fifteen. Uh I I Honestly, we all know how much I love Metroidvanias, and I could I could have filled this list with like half a dozen of them, That's but I I, did, I tried to like narrow it down to only a couple on this list. And the first Metroidvania on the list that I've got is wait, you have more than one? I've got more than one Holy on the list. I cow. couldn't couldn't help it. I mean, oh. I can't ignore how good these kind of games are. Right, you know, that's fair. That's fair. But uh, the the first one I'm going to mention is one that was on multiple systems. I played it on Switch. Came out last year, 2018. Oh god, it's called Celeste. Ooh, which is uh just. The reason why this one kind of stands out, I mean, first of all, gameplay-wise, it's just a perfect Metroidvania-style game, but uh, it's a story that, it, it has a story that you really want to keep finding out what's going to happen next. I mean, it, it's it's hard. These games, they are starting to get to the point, I mean, we're in like a renaissance of that style of game. There's so many of them, and they're all pretty damn good, you, you know? know? We, we could have a whole other podcast just talking about how it's the, it's the age of the indies. Yeah. Like, they've, 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 it's just, they've, they've, they're, they're taking over. They're, they are, we're coming into like a new golden age. Especially with the And the, the indies are spearheading it. Yeah. yeah the, and the Switch is like the, like the spearhead of this thing, you know, like PS4 is doing pretty good for me, Xbox is doing, but the Switch is like the haven oh, hell for yeah. indies, and they're just thriving over there. Now, I'm so glad. I mean, we're recording this. It was just uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and I read that Switch was like the big winner of that whole weekend, mm-hmm. and that makes me happy because I know that means even more indies are oh, on yeah. the way. You oh, know? Yeah. I've been singing the praise of the indies for years, you know oh. that. So good. But uh, yeah, tons of these games, and uh, I'll mention a couple more in my uh, my honorable mentions later, but yeah, let, let, let's continue on to I your next with one. I with Celeste a little bit. I, I, played it, I played it just enough to know what, what you're talking about. It, it's, it's a great game. It's, the controls are tight. Yeah. The story is, is very uh, intriguing. It, it's a great game. I, I should play it more. It's one of those games that, that I should play more, and I know that. Will I? I don't know, but I know I <laughs> You got enough to play. Man, it's, it's a shame. All right. Uh, so, yeah, what's up next for so you? So, I'm in 2012 now, according to my list, and 
what took up a lot of my time in 2012 was Borderlands 2. Mm. Borderlands 2. I mean, I played Borderlands 1 pretty good, you know. Borderlands 2 was just, it was just too much. It was just, they, they just really upped the ante mm. in just the most bananas ass way. And just, it just, it just really took it to the next level. And it was, it's just, it's still the best. I, I'd almost, I still, I still would play Borderlands 2 or Borderlands 3. I have Borderlands 3. I like Borderlands 3, but I haven't played it nowhere near as much as I play Borderlands 2. Right. Oh man, Borderlands 2 was amazing. Amazing. Just It the, was cool. It was. And just, just the way, just, it, Borderlands 2 is probably the closest thing we'll get to like a 3D Diablo. Mm. As far as just loot everywhere and every little thing, you can min-max your, 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 your setup with your guns and your... Uh, your shields and how you want to regen your health and regen your shields or uh, <laughs> amplify your, your attack powers, this, this, and that, which is special. It's just as far as tweaking goes and just the amount of loot that's always falling down you go through, it's the closest we'll get to a, a 3D Diablo, uh, first person Diablo right. gun based. Yeah, yeah. Like real talk. I remember that when is it, the highest praise I can give it. When that game first came out, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a real gamer right now. I'm going to get this game and I'm going to play this game. And even that's saying a lot for Dave because yeah, Dave don't do FPS. Exactly. I don't. That's saying a whole lot. And, uh, is I this on your list? Uh, no, it's not. Oh. But but I, uh, I played it all day the day yeah. i got it mm -hmm. and i loved it and then i never touched it again <laughs> but dave but, does this this is not unusual uh, yeah I, it's one of those it's one the, of those the for fact sure. that uh, fps held his attention for a whole day is, yeah speaks volumes okay? absolutely it's, it's it's not it's not a dig gearbox it's 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 that's that's a, that's a damn compliment. Okay? <laughs> it's so true. You got to consider the source. It's so true. Well, speaking of uh, first-person shooters that held my uh, attention, oh yeah, next one on my list is a first-person shooter. And I also mentioned when you were talking about God of War that I had something that wouldn't fly nowadays anymore. Oh God, don't yeah. tell me. You know it. I know. It, don't it, say it. It I didn't. Know. It didn't fly in 2011 either. But I, I loved is. it. I know what this is. Go it's ahead. a game called Bullet Bullet Storm. Storm. I knew it. I knew you. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be bullet storm bullet storm okay is the most juvenile ridiculous game and i got dinged a lot because of that but it is perfect gameplay it the way you can string together regular old first person shoot, shooter shooting with the whole whip thing and the kick thing and the and bullet the storm is the high school boys locker room of, of first person shooters it sure is and, and it's perfect and I, and, and I mean that in the best way possible <laughs> i will stand by this game until my deathbed you know it, what i almost put that game on my list it's bullet storm, so good you know what? and it's so sad because like so many people were like have ripped on it or, or they just didn't get it or they just I don't know why people don't like it. Bulletstorm is great. It is. Bulletstorm is great. It's it's like a damn freaking amusement park of carnage. It, it is. It's so good. It's the game that like a modern day Duke Nukem should have been. Right. You know. And it's funny that they stuck him in there. Yeah. They so did. That, that that worked out perfectly. <laughs> yeah. I still need to play that that remake. I I, I that's a game like it was the, free on PS Plus. I know. I think did I downloaded. I think I did. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. It's another I, game I we need to. to play. Yeah, I know, right? Add it to the list. Mm. But hell yeah, I love Bulletstorm, and I will defend it forever. So, uh, what do you got next? Will? I still, I still have <laughs> images of me kicking baddies into like electrified spikes. Yeah. Oh man, that's good stuff. And then your score scores racking up. It's great. <laughs> Second game for 2012 that um, I still play 
like the sequels and whatnot. It's just it was so good. But back then it was a revelation. It was really a return to form. It was um XCOM by Firaxis. Mm. I think I played it on probably PS3. I think I was starting to lean on my PS3 a little heavier after God of War 3 the PS3 was really coming to its own. I think I started kind of leaning more on my PS3 than my Xbox 360 at that point. But XCOM, XCOM was great. And the way they adapted it to work with a console, because it's, it's really like a PC game. Sure, yeah. And uh, actually the creator of XCOM named Julian Gallup or whatever name is, they're coming out with this Phoenix Point. I need to check that out. That's, he's, that's the like his evolution of the XCOM uh, genre kind of thing. Sure. So that, that tactical whatever. He's, he's the one that created XCOM, so he's doing this now. But anyway, I digress. But just the XCOM Firaxis put out in 2012, mm. it's just so well done as far as just the way, it, the pr- presentation, the, the way you went through the menus, just everything was really thoughtful and it flowed really smooth and the, the graphics were great. It just really sucked you in, making a decision, you let this guy die so this guy can live and you're going to risk getting this alien tech and putting this guy out in the open. It's just you had so many decisions to make and things could turn to die. And of course, you'll, you'll, you'll miss 99% chance shots this close from them and be mad and then try to restart your save and stuff. It was, it was that kind of game. Yeah. But it yeah. was just, it was great. XCOM took a lot of my time up in 2012. Right on. Yeah. I, I never played that one. I think I played one of the original PC ones like back in the day. Back what, like when UFO I, Defense? Maybe. Yeah. Back when my, my attention P- was still there. I still have still my there. PS1 long box of UFO, UFO Defense. I bought X, I've been playing XCOM a long time. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I think this is my last Metroidvania on the list. Uh, so you only have two? Yeah, yeah, I only have two because I think I saved the rest of them for uh, for honorable mentions. Oh, okay. uh, but yeah, next one, Shovel Knight. Oh, I think you played that one, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. We Shovel talked Knight. about that mm-hmm. before. Yeah. But yeah, Shovel Knight. Um, I didn't play it as much as I should have, but I played it. Been on a lot of systems. I think 2014 was the first uh, version of it. But I mean, it's a pretty much perfect game from beginning to end. Um, you know, and then the Switch version added so much extra content and everything like that. And and he's just become one of the uh, one of the better known characters of indie gaming. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah, he actually stands out. That's one thing about indie games, as, as great as they are. Yeah, I mean, as great as indie games are, most of the characters you never really think about. But Shovel Knight is a character. Yep, you know, he's a hero. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he would have got a shovel. Yeah, got a, you know, you made it when you got your own amiibo. That's all I got to say about that. That's right. <laughs> all right, what do you so got? I'm breaking next? into I'm breaking into 2013 now. All right, and a game that that consumed me in 2013. Well, then probably the next game I'm going to mention really consumed me, but this one really 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 captured my heart and it was a uh metal gear rising revengeance Mm. it was the uh platinum developed notice i said platinum platinum developed uh metal gear game which was more action-based it was if you want to call it anything you could say it was kind of like uh Devil May Cry Bayonetta, but with Metal Gear in the Metal Gear world. Hmm. So you're running around as Raiden, who everybody knows in Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of the Patriots, whatever that one was called. You know, he you end up playing him. It's not a spoiler now, but you end up playing him, but you think you're playing Snake for a while, but end up being Raiden. Anyway, Raiden gets all butchered or whatever, for whatever reason, I can't remember. But he's like half cyborg now. So he's this badass ninja cyborg now, and he's running around just hacking people up with this sword and and cutting shit in half. He got this plasma sword, and he's just wrecking on shit. 
and it's fast paced and it's fluid and the combat's amazing. Fast paced. I mean, the and story's Metal bananas, Gear. but you know, that's probably Kojima wrote the story, so you expect that. And it's probably the only Metal Gear I've played where the uh, cutscenes aren't longer than the actual game. So that's that, nice. yeah, that, that that's refreshing. So, <laughs> but it's just an um, it's just a great game. I still play it sometimes. I boot it up sometimes. It's on backwards compatibility for Xbox One X. I played it on my Xbox 360. Mm. That's where I really got the most mileage out of it on. It's and I actually beat that game. I don't beat a lot of games. I beat that game. That game is just it's so well done. It's so fast paced and so well done, and the combat's just amazing. The set pieces are great too. I can't say enough good about that game. If you haven't played Metal Gear Solid Revengeance, you really should. It's just, it's a good game. You don't even have to be in a Metal Gear to play it. It's, you don't need to have like a super intense knowledge of Metal Gear to get a lot out of that game. It just, yeah, just, I was going to say. that just that drop sounds, in and go bananas. It's great. It sounds like a Metal Gear I could even get into. Right, possibly. you could. You yeah. could. It, it just, it really dispenses with a lot of the formality and just, just gets to the brass tacks. You're just, you're just, you're just kicking, you're, you're ass kicking Cyborg. <laughs> Fucking wrecking, man. It's great. God, that game is good. Love it. Love it. Well, uh, I'm going to go for number 12 with the first tie on my list. I have two ties. Couldn't, oh. couldn't help it. Okay, and this is also one that's also going to be a little bit obscure. Well, I should say two. It's going to be a little bit obscure. Uh, there are two mobile games from the same developer, uh, Luca Redwood. Uh-huh. Uh, the first one came out in 2010, second one in 2015. They're called One Million and You Must Build a Boat. Yep, I have no frame of reference for all this. All right, all right. These are match three style puzzle games, but very, very different. It, it's the best... Uh, puzzle RPG outside of Puzzle Quest. Is, is there mobile? They're mobile games. Okay, I'm yeah. making note of that. Yeah, they are... I, I have actually replayed these games multiple times. That's how good they are. And you know I do not replay no, games. No, like, we're lucky if we play games. Yeah, seriously. Uh, I have replayed these games multiple times from beginning to end. They are the perfect like pick up and play like quick round after round and then just put it back down version of of you know the the matching jewels puzzle game kind of thing and it's just perfect role playing elements perfect story elements it's, it's great kind of like a puzzle quest sort of yeah thing? very much so but but different from puzzle quest uh-huh. it's a it's a different matching uh, mechanic okay. di- different uh rpg leveling mechanic very much simplified, very much fast paced, much faster pace. Okay. Um, but so good. I very much urge people to check them out. You can find uh, one million is like ninety nine cents a lot of the times on okay. the, uh, and then uh, the newer one, you must build a boat. It's usually like two ninety nine or something. But All right. Check them out. For I'm sure. gonna check them out. Awesome. All right. What's next for you? Uh, let me see. Oh, this this was the other thing that took a lot of my time in 2013. This is the game that managed to keep my Vita on my hip. This is the game that gave my PS Vita relevance for me in 2013, and that was VanillaWare's Dragon Crown. Mm, I remember you used to love that game. Man, that game is amazing. Now, it was sort of a a spiritual sequel to, I think, The Princess Crown. It was a Saturn Mm -hmm. game. Yeah. And this was like his original vision, and so he finally got the gumption up or investing or whatever happened. He was finally able to make this game to the way he wanted to make it, and he put it out. And it was a it was on a PS3, and it had like a cross save where you could uh, play it on your PS3, and I could transfer like the save to the PS Vita. So I bought both freaking versions. Okay, I had the <laughs> PS3 version and I had the Vita version. I actually preferred the Vita version because of the touchscreen on the Vita. Certain functions it streamlined the way you played the game. But basically, the game is basically like if you all remember that old uh, 
Capcom arcade Dungeon Dragons game. Uh, I forget. It had a long title. There was yeah. there was two of them, but it was it was more like the second one. It had that long title. I, I can't remember it. It's a like a '90s arcade game. I don't, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. I forget. But, it had like this. Yeah. It was Dungeon Dragon Adventure and Dragon. It had this title. But anyway, it's like that. So you you pick your classic character. You know, you you level up with experience, and you go like this shop. You can like uh you can learn. You can buy like new secret moves, and then you're finding all this loot with like. Uh, new axes if you're like an Amazon or sword if you're a, a soldier and all kinds of like accessories that boost your stats this this and that and sure and it's just the art is just gorgeous I mean it looks like living paintings oh yeah I mean, it looks it, real cool it, it it's just an amazing game they they uh they remastered it for the PS4 I bought that too I haven't played it as much as I should have because I wore it out on the PS it was like obligatory buy for me on the PS4 <laughs> and the PS4 still supports the Vita. As far as that game goes, so I can still do cross save. And matter of fact, if you had a PS3 save, it went right over to the PS4. That's the main reason why I bought it because I was like, Shoot, if I ever pick it up, yeah. So, so <laughs> there was, I, so for about a, actually, I did play it for about like a week. I take my Vita to work and I'd play it, and then I'd bring that save home and I'd play it at home. I did, it, and then it, it tapered off. But, but that was like a couple years ago. But in 2013, I was consumed with this game consumed with it between the vita and the ps3 dragon's crown was amazing hell yeah i remember it it was a beautiful looking game man. yeah it's great so cool um all right number 11 for me is rise of the tomb raider wow yeah i this game i think uh other than the uncharted games you know is the best you know th- this series i mean the new version of the series is the best like triple a non-nintendo game series you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and uh i think rise is still the best one um actually i haven't played the newest one shadow uh but i don't know it it didn't look as good as rise i'll tell you that much rise of tomb raider was a good return of form for tomb raider and and it's funny because when it hit you know uh these millennials out here saying just a ripoff of uncharted don't you know where uncharted came from for sure it's like wow you know it's but (laughs) and it, it came back and did it as good, if not better. I mean, it is absolutely fantastic. The uh, that particular version of Tomb Raider. I mean, it is so cinematic and such a great story, such great action, such great. And it came out of everything. left field. Nobody expected much no. from after that. I mean, like before that, we had a couple of those isometric kind of actiony games. Yeah, I yeah. played that on the on the Xbox 360. Those were okay, but it wasn't Tomb Raider. You know, sure. For Tomb Raider, you just played on chart and was like, you know, this is basically Tomb Raider. And then rise came out and it just was like like a whole new, whole like, new oh, world yeah. all right here we go yeah, yeah. Rise, rise was solid <laughs> i didn't play much of it but a little bit i did play i was like yeah this, this is a return to form killer all right what uh what do you got next we're going into the top 10 now yeah so i'm in 2014 now and i don't know if i this game took a lot of my time i won't say that it was I guess it was time well spent, but it felt more like a job than a hobby. It, it felt more like an obligation than an inspiration. It just, and that was destiny. And oh, I started gosh. on, I started, <laughs> I started on Xbox 360. Did I? No, nah, that was always PlayStation exclusive. Destiny. Was it? Yeah. No, no, no. Because they, they, they had like a thing where at first it came out because it was, they came out on the legacy consoles as well. And then eventually they only started updating on a new one. Right. But I think. No, no, no. I started it. I started on a PS4. I started on a PS4. Yeah. And that game consumed me. Like, I would come home from work and I would just plunk down in front of that thing and you're grinding. I mean, that is, you want to talk about a fucking grind? 
you're just grinding. You're grinding for power. You're grinding for armor. You're grinding. Oh, you got to grind this mission so you can get this part so then you can grind this other mission. Eventually, you grind enough of this shit and you can turn this shit into that shit and then you might get this gun and hopefully you get the fucking statue on it. If not, maybe you can re-roll that or you can grind some more of this. And, uh, but the game itself wasn't really that fun, but what was fun about it was playing with all the homies and everybody had voice chat. So it became kind of like a like an interactive voice chat game. Mm. Like it was less about the game and more about just talking shit. Like an interactive voice chat is what it was like for me. So I'd come home, shoot the shit with the buzz while we're shooting the shit in the game. And, you know, where people dying, we're laughing at them. You know, people doing this. Okay, we see that. It's just everybody's reacting to everything. And, and that was cool. And it kept you engaged enough to keep playing this game because the game itself was kind of a slog. Mm. Nobody's going to really argue with me about that. I mean, it had its moments of brilliance, but it was kind of a slog for what they wanted you to do for what you were trying to get but it took up so much of my time when it came out for like most of that year that i could not not put it on the list so there you go makes sense to me i i never understood the draw but right i, I, I can tell you loved it though at the time i, I don't know if i loved it you know it was really a love hate thing <laughs> right yeah it was a it was a chore that it was a to be chore done. it was my second job yeah yeah oh man <laughs> Oh, man. Well, uh, all right. So into my top 10. And of course, yours isn't really in order. But mm -hmm. uh, so starting to get to my f absolute favorites here. Well, that one would be 20. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, you, you mentioned Super Mario 3D Land earlier. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking Super Mario 3D World. Which was kind of the same that's, that, game. That's the in Wii a way. U one, right? Yeah, that's the Wii U one. Yeah, yeah. But it was its own game. It I mean, was. Mario had his cat suit and stuff. You know, like it was. It was definitely its own game. It was a a direct sequel. Yeah, to I, would, Land. I would call it a sequel to yeah. that. Yeah. And so we got we got two games in that spinoff version of the Mario universe. Yeah, they you could know, bring both of them Switch, Really? Yeah, they really could. They should double pack it. Yeah, or something that'd like be that. great. That mm -hmm. would be fantastic. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like you were saying about about you know land being kind of a forgotten you know classic in the mario you know was super criminally underlooked yeah absolutely the world is super I, criminally and i think if you were to like go online and look at the games that people actually want a switch remake of this is probably at the top of this and of course sunshine which we all want yeah yeah, yeah i'd say world probably beats out land because uh, people had more access to a 3ds than they did a wii u sure so i'm pretty sure just just by default uh 3d land had more exposure than world and 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 that is a fucking crying shame sure is yeah i have world as well and yeah. yeah it's it's great it's yeah, <laughs> so good so what do you got next okay i guess this is what number number nine sure on my list so this is the second game for 2014 and of course once again you're gonna see a the theme here my favorite developers platinum mm. put out bayonetta 2 right. on the wii u and i showed up for that because god damn it <laughs> <laughs> it's platinum and it's bayonetta goes without saying it's just everything you liked about bayonetta but even more that's probably the best way i could put it it's just bayonetta turned up oh yeah and, and the coldest part is they turned it up under nintendo's watch nintendo financed this project see a lot of people are salty because uh why can't we get bayonetta to another platform because nintendo freaking financed the game you fucks so, of course, it's going to be a Nintendo exclusive. They paid for it. They, they bankrolled that bitch, okay? So, buy a goddamn... We can buy a, You can get it on Switch now. You can. So what, everybody's a Switch, so what you bitching for? Go play Bayonetta 2. <laughs> Shit. That's all I got. Play Bayonetta 2, goddammit. Love it. Love it. 
Oh man. Well, uh, my number nine is my most recent game on uh, my list because I just beat it like two weeks ago. And you probably know what that means. It's Luigi's Mansion 3. Oh, boy. I fucking love this game. It is is perfect. I almost put it much higher on the list, but mm, I was like, yeah, realistically, I got to put some of these other games that are a little more tried and true, you know, to stand the test of time. But Luigi's Mansion 3 is freaking perfect. It's so much fun, the gameplay. It's the best version of Luigi's Mansion. I have to agree. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, it's so funny. Like, this is one of the most funny games I've ever played. <laughs> and that there's not a lot of games you can really call that funny, yeah. and I love that about it. You know what? It's, it's really... Luigi's Mansion was always more of a... I always dug the concept more than the game. Right, right. You know, beginning with the GameCube ones and even the, the 3DS version of it. It's just, it was more like, like, oh, that's cool. It's Luigi's Mansion on this thing. That's all right. You know, it's kind of more like a novelty. Sure. But as, but uh, I actually have Luigi Mansion 3, and I have played it. Not as much as Dave has, but I've played it a good deal. And I, and I do plan on playing it some more. And I will say that as far as engagement and as far as really just fucking dialing it all the way in, Luigi's Mansion 3 is like is like everything Luigi Mansion is supposed to have been from Rip. It's Hell like yeah. it is the perfect in, incarnation of Luigi's Mansion and should not be missed. If you're a Switch owner, you got to play Luigi Mansion 3. It, it's 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 super solid. It's great. So much fun. It's good. All right, what do you got up next? Next, where am I? Okay. Now I'm in 2015. And this is the only mobile game I have on the list. Oh, okay. Uh, I gotta give a shot to my boy uh, Justin Massengill. He put me on to this game. Mm. I played it on iOS. It is down well. Oh yeah, yeah. Now since then, you know, I mean, they they've had ports. I've got also have it on my PS4, and I also have it on my Switch now. Mm -hmm. And it's great. And especially if you have a flip grip, you can throw it in the tape mode, tate mode, whatever, where it's vertical orientation with the physical controls. That's to me the Switch version. And tate mode, either on a TV or on a flip grip vertical in your hands, is the definitive version of Downwell because you have All your right. tactile controls and stuff. But even on the phone, you only have three things to worry about left, right, and your little shooty boots. And <laughs> shooty boots. Yeah, it's funny, you know, I forget, was it Devolver? They made like a, a parody game of, of Downwell and called it Shooty Boots. <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> great. But yeah, so you're this guy and you're basically just going down this well, going deeper and deeper into some sort of subterranean shit. And you're like you're going on this well, so it's like a vertical scroller, but you're going down instead of up, and you're falling, but you can break your fall with your shooty boots. And so it's like depending on what kind of shooty boots you have, it's like you, depends on how many shots you have and how high they bounce you up and and how much attack power they have beneath you. And then you have some uh, enemies that are armored or have spikies or whatever and birds flying around and stuff. It's really engaging for an action mobile game on a touch screen. I'm amazed, I, especially back then. I was amazed at how engaging it was. Like mm. it, it didn't. It's one of the few touchscreen action games where I didn't feel encumbered by the the fact that it's a touchscreen only. I wasn't like lamenting the lack of buttons, which I typically do sure. with anything outside of a turn-based game or a slot machine game or like a, a puzzle game. Right. An action game, I don't really do that on 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 mobile platform, but this. It was just it's brilliant in its it's in its simplicity. It's 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 just so well done. 
Downwell, if you haven't played Downwell, you need to. If you have, then you know what the hell I'm talking about. It's great. Hell yeah. I, I never fully got into it, but maybe now with that flip grip you just gave me before you got over here, there you uh, go. maybe I'm going to get into it on the Switch. I hope yeah. so, because it I seemed just, really fun. I just blessed Dave with a flip grip for Christmas. He's going to see what the fuss is about now. That's right. Uh, well, that, that was actually a really interesting uh, uh, setup for my next piece, because you're talking about... This uh, has been happening a lot today. I know. I love when that happens. But, yeah. uh, but uh, you're talking about mobile games and the you know lack of real controls and how that can you know really you know hurt a game you know yeah. on mobile you know mm-hmm. but this one might come as a surprise but in 2014 a game launched for mobile that shouldn't work and yet it is the one game i've probably played more than anything I know in this, this entire is. decade and if it's what i think it is you right I, that game worked pretty good as well if it is what i think it is it's called trials frontier this is not what I thought. Okay, it was. no, you're not on the same. Page I was thinking this more uh, Infinity Sword, or what was that game called? Was it Infinity Infinity Blade? Oh, Infinity Blade. That's a fun game. That's yeah, really that cool. That game worked well on mobile. Yeah, but, but no, okay. Tri- Trials Frontier. Now the Trials, Trials Fron- series. Wait. Oh, you, like you talking about the motorcycle games? Motorcycle games. Yeah. Really? The Trials series by all means should only work with the force feedback triggers and yes. all that stuff on yes. on a console. But I think the game is so much more fun on the touchscreen version that has been out for Android and iOS since 2014. Are you serious? I play this game almost daily. Are you serious? For about, what is it, six years now. Um, it, it's perfect. It's got the perfect amount of, like, a little bit of RPG progression, you know, going on where you have to, you know, level up your character and your bike and all that stuff. And the, the daily challenges and all that shit and the leaderboards and... There's so much to it, and it's so simple, but the way the controls are handled with the, the touchscreen controls, I mean, they really just found the perfect way to pull it off, and that is something that's not easy to say when it comes to mobile games coming from a console, and, uh, you know, kudos, kudos to Ubisoft or whatever the, you know, smaller developer under them it is that I made it, shocked. but, yeah, I love this game, and Actually, and Trials like Fusion, Trials. Trials Fusion, the new version on the next gen consoles, I wanted to like it so much. Oh. It's too much. Like I can't keep track of the bike from the background. It's like I feel like I'm 80 years old trying to play Trials the, Fusion. You talking about like the newest one or the one that came out that was like future, future looking? The newest one. I the, thought the new wasn't the newest. I thought the newest one was oh, the newest one that I heard is better than the last one. I was all future looking. That, that's what they say, but I can't get into it. It's just it's like they've gone to a point where I can't play anymore wow. but i can play frontier and i love frontier it. huh i yeah. have to look that one up i, I never messed with it. i just like i said i don't even try action games on mobile typically frontier rules man okay all right put that on my list then all right what do you got next all right for next is the uh dark souls spinoff bloodborne a ps4 exclusive mm. that game i'm almost willing to bet i, I would say that for most people it's PS4 owners, Bloodborne is probably in their top five best game of on the system, hands down. Never played it, not but from what I've three. heard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, heard. it's 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 like it's it's much less defensive than uh, the typical Souls game. You gotta you got like you rewarded for offense and being aggressive, mm. and that just gives it a different pacing and it makes it its own monster. And I mean, the graphics are just stunning even even in today's standards it's just it's an amazing game it's been optimized a little bit so it runs a little bit better especially on a ps4 pro it just it it, it you have, i almost have to recommend playing on a ps ps pro just to 
get the best frame rate out of it to really sure. have the best experience. But Bloodborne is not to be missed. Like I know PC gamers that own a PS4, like it's their Bloodborne machine. Right. Like right. I'm not even joking. <laughs> like Bloodborne is is that good. Like, All right. I, I can't you just you as far as the I mean, you know, you've had like your Neos and your cold veins and whatever, you know, your souls likes, whatever you want to freaking call them, but you can't outdo the masters. They 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 made their own souls like called Bloodborne, and it's still the best souls like ever made. Hell yeah, I've heard great things. Um, well, I'm gonna go with my next one, and I gotta say, uh, this is number seven for me. I'm surprised you haven't had any fighting games yet on your list. You know, uh, I'm kind of surprised at that too. Looking at it, yeah. But uh, my first fighting game, my only fighting game on the list, uh, 2015's Mortal Kombat X, well, which I'm not yeah, I think is the best version of the modern Mortal Kombat, and possibly even better than Mortal Kombat 2, which of course is Mortal the Kombat best. 2 is the gold standard. It is, man. it is, and Mortal Kombat X is fucking perfect. It's you so think it's much better fun. than 11. Yeah, it is better than 11. Wow. And 11, you know, it does some things better, you know? It it certainly takes all the ideas from X and elevates upon them, but uh X has just it's perfect. It's perfection, I think. And whereas with 11, some of the things kind of, you know, most things went up, but some things went down, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh. And and so I still got to go with X as the the gold standard for new Mortal Kombat. So is it X or is it 10? Does it matter? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Well, y'all know what we're talking about, nah. so whatever. Yeah, all right, yeah. <laughs> well, then moving on for me, uh, I don't know, I guess it's the six, maybe? 2016, I'm in. Titanfall 2. Nice. You know, 2016, I went through kind of a... 2016 was kind of an FPS phase for me. 2016, 2017, I was I was kind of I kind of got an FPS like kind of heavy. I was playing like the Call of Duties and I just was really getting into it. So a lot of uh 2016 was FPS for me and Titanfall 2. I played some Titanfall 1 when that came out and and that was cool, but Titanfall 2 just took everything and just ramped it up. And it's a damn shame how EA sent it out to die with the release schedule they put it on. Sure and did. It, and this has been you know, this, this is well within the media. This is anybody that follows Titanfall 2 or even, uh, what's the name, Apex Legends or whatever, which is a, built on Titanfall 2 framework. They know the, the, the sad cautionary tale of Titanfall 2. You can get it right now for a song, and it is still probably the best shoot 'em up uh, I mean, FPS, mm -hmm. competitive FPS, bar none, available. Like, okay, I like the new COD. I guess it's pretty good, whatever, blah, blah. and but Titanfall 2, far, as far as the value of it today, you can't go wrong with it. I mean, you're jumping out of these big-ass robots. I mean, the mobility of it is stupid. So much just, fun. It's so fast-paced, and it's just it's so well done. It's so good. And you can get, like, the super complete edition for, like, seven bucks on a good day. <laughs> like, to this day, if I, I, I will still play, if, if I got a hanker in to shoot somebody in the face, I'll put on Titanfall 2 before I put on anything else. Hell yeah. Well, it was almost on my list. And the thing you didn't mention is that the big addition, at least for me, was a, a single player mode, a right. story mode. And, and you know what? And the single player mode, while you're on that, single player mode of Titanfall 2 is, is storied. Yeah. It is like, it is, it is revered. It is regarded as probably one of the best FPS single player story modes ever 
ever fashioned. It is the first first-person shooter I have beaten since Bulletstorm in 2011. Wow, so, Folks, that's saying a whole lot right there. there. You, you, can't, you can't give it any more praise Played than through a whole first-person shooter two in one decade. So uh, well, I'm yeah. going to move on to my next that's one. That's just icing on the cake that the story <laughs> mode is that good. Oh, yeah, that's true. So this is one, another one kind of like Portal I couldn't believe was this decade. Um, but it is 2010's Super Mario Galaxy 2 on the Wii. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, that's I, an honorable mention for me. Yeah, right on. Yeah, I mean, I prefer 2D Mario games, generally speaking, but uh, it, it's it's amazing. It's so much fun. It's so inventive and unique and just, uh, they did so many new and exciting things with it, and it's so much fun. You know, I beat Mario Galaxy 1, and 2 was kind of like more of the same. Mm-hmm. So it's not a bad thing. It's just, it didn't... Uh, like in in rap me the way Mario Galaxy One did. It was cool, but I just didn't play as much as I played one. Yeah, because it's just like the the luster was already kind of I've seen this before kind of thing. Yeah, but definitely was uh, a vast improvement over one te- technically and 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 gameplay wise and everything. It's just a great game. It's oh, really yeah. good. Well, we're up to our final five. What do you got uh, for number five? Will? Oh well, continuing the FPS theme that I was in in 2016, my zone. I got to give the nod to 2016 Doom. 2016 Doom is a masterclass in, like, arcade-paced FPS. Mm. It's just, for them that have taken, distilled the essence of what Doom is and not really lose much in the translation to a modern-day FPS, is remarkable. It is so good, and it is so visceral and fast-paced, and and the multiplayer is just it, it's multiplayer is like I don't know it, it's 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 like getting on DOS and playing Quake almost like like back in like, like it has the, to be like if it's gonna 80s. have the Doom name oh you know? yeah it's it, it it's amazing how they distilled the essence of what Doom is and grafted it onto a modern FPS to where you play it and it feels like Doom yeah you know like like Doom three it kind of didn't feel like Doom it was kind of like like too slow paced kind of too uh uh claustrophobic you know kind of jump scary it just didn't really rub some people didn't rub them all the right way nobody's complaining about doom 2016 reboot doom doom to this day is just great doom eternal comes out next year what march so you still got time and you can get doom now if you don't get on a switch you know you got that switch tax you can get it on doom on ps4 anywhere else probably on steam for like Probably 10, 15 bucks, probably. I think it was a free PS uh, Plus game for a little while, was too. Was it? I, mean, well, I already owned uh, it by then. Yeah, I have it on Switch. It's it's fun. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wish I got into it as much as other people did because, you know, every once in a while it's good to get into a first-person shooter. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it is fun, though. It definitely does Doom right. You know, there's some sure. days I sit around and I tell myself, you know, I should play Doom. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, I don't. But the fact that I even thought about it is saying a lot for me for this yeah. game. Hell yeah. Uh, well, my number five, getting into my top five. Uh, this is one you've heard me rave about before. Um, it is 2013's was the original. It's been on almost every platform now. It was originally on 3DS, um, and it is called SteamWorld Dig. Oh, wow. You know how much I love this yeah, game. Yeah, he loves this game. Yeah, it's a cross between, I guess I said there was no more Metroidvanias, but it is kind of a Metroidvania in kind a way. Of. But uh, it's a cross between that and Mr. Driller. 
really. And it is, I, I love this game. And the sequel is pretty much just as good. I considered making it like a tie of the two, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty much, it's more of the same and it's pretty much exactly as good, if not. I got on a SteamWorld dig for a minute. It is good. It does suck you in. I don't know what took me out of it, but for the time I spent with it, I really enjoyed it. So much fun mm-hmm. and so much perfect progression. And I guess you could even say it's a little bit roguelike in a way, and I hate roguelike. I love roguelike. I, I, I do not like that whole thing that's popped up in the last 10, 20 years. I, I don't get it. I know you love that whole oh, yeah. thing, Great. and and but that is one game where I guess it just kind of makes sense to the way they've built the whole thing, and it just works for me, you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I love that game so much. All right, well, I'm in 2017 now, so I got to right. give the nod to Near Automata. I guess it's Automata, however you want to say that. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know that game is it's it's. I don't know if it's underrated or just underappreciated or, or just, I don't know what it is. Just, it's a lot to it. You know, uh, Yoko Taro, he's a designer behind it, a real eccentric guy. And, you know, the, the first near or the first couple of years, whatever they were, you know, they, they were okay received. You know, they were solid. They were cool, but it wasn't nothing groundbreaking. This just took everything to another level. Plus, it, it always helps. When it's developed by Platinum Games, there it goes. Let me tell you, you 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 slap Platinum Games on a box of poop, I'm gonna buy it. That's just I know Platinum Games. There's gonna be some merit to it. It is it is an amazing game. It's a great action game. The story is 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 it's it sneaks up on you. It really it's thought provoking. That's where Yako Taro shines between that and his character designs. But just the framework. Provided by Platinum, just the way the game plays, how it com- like in it, it combines like so many genres. Like one minute it's kind of a hack and slash, the next minute it can be kind of turn based, the next minute it can be like a like a shmup, like a bullet hell shmup. It's sure. it's it's and but it all works. That's that's the crazy part. It all works. None of it's jarring. It all just just works. And you're you know you you got your character progression, the the story beats, the um. The way you out, the way you uh, upgrade your character and whatnot—it's all just very engaging. It's just—it's just a great game. Oh yeah, it's a great game. It needs to be experienced. It looks—it always looks super cool, and maybe I'll finally get to it. One Man, of you need to. It really <laughs> is. It's just worth your time. So uh, number four for me is uh, the newest uh, game in the Mario series, Super Mario Odyssey. Really, uh, 2017 Nintendo Switch. If for no other reason, and I mean, don't get me wrong, this game beginning to end is so much fun. But if for no other reason, uh, did you play this yet? No. God damn it. Wolf. I know, man. Well, <laughs> if for no other reason, the New Donk City Festival scene, because this game is kind of cinematic in a way. Uh, Are you talking about the scene with, uh, with Pauline? It, it, it's, a, it's a whole thing where they're, they're like, come on, you got to come. We're doing the festival, you know, and you get to this festival thing. And I mean, I don't want to spoil right, it, don't but, spoil it. But yeah, I'm just gonna say for anyone who grew up playing Super Mario games, it's I, I think it lasts maybe five minutes or so of actual playing. It's not cinematic. Like mm-hmm. you're playing through what feels like a cinematic. Uh, it, it's just the most joyous, nostalgic thing that you'll ever play. Are you fucking serious? It's crazy. It's just, it celebrates what it is to be a fan of Super Mario. Okay, all right. And so you need to get to that level and at least experience that. Because, How far is that into the game, approximate, would you say? Uh, it's not too far. I think it's like the third world or something okay, like right. that. Okay, you know, third, right. fourth world. So, uh, yeah, please, please get around to that one all these right, days. Okay. 
All right, you twist the mar on that. So much fun. I, I guess one of those games. One of those games I feel bad that I haven't played. Right, I know. Well, I have another one of those coming up on the oh, list, but we'll get to that God. when we get to it. So, okay, uh, so what's my, up next? My for second you? game, twenty seventeen, which is kind of left field for some people probably, but for me, I just loved it. It was uh, Next Machina by Housemark for PS4. I don't even think I know this. This is the one. It's like super duper ultra mega Robotron. Mm, okay. It's just all the freaking, oh, all the voxels, all the, uh, what's them, what's them effects? The particles? Yeah, all the particle yeah, effects, yeah. all the voxels. Just fast paced. It's like Smash TV Robotron, super duper ultra deluxe version. And it's just the best. It's just, you know, it's a freaking. It's a high score chaser. It's it's arcade. It's probably the most arcade game I've played since since the arcade existed, as far as Twitch yeah. games go. I'm looking at pictures of it right now. It Man, so I'm surprised cool. you haven't played. Like this is the kind of game you would play. Put this on Switch, people, please. Right. Well, it, it's a Sony thing. You know, yeah. Sony owns House Mark. That's how they got Rezo Gun and That's right. You know, oh, that right. Company. That developer. Yeah. 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 So it's 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 a Sony thing. I I can't remember if there's a Vita version or not. If there was, I'm sure I would have been playing it. I don't think so. Or got scrapped or something. Maybe yeah. it looks like there's a PC version, so maybe I'll get it oh, and yeah, play yeah. it on this screen you know, yeah, that's so, in front so of me. Let it go to like they'll let some games go to Steam or whatnot. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you definitely need to play Next Machina. It is, it's amazing. All right, it's that, amazing as far as just pure arcade, uh, thrill ride, Twitch, seat of your pants, freaking uh, trying to just just get it, get it's a get in the zone game where you just zend out. And you just your body's moving. You don't even know what you're doing, but you're but you're still alive. It's that kind of game. It's okay. great. I I, I want to play it now. Yeah, you need to. Man. I'm shocked you haven't played that one. <laughs> well, uh, coming up to number three on my list is uh, Uncharted Four, which was the absolute perfect conclusion to that story. Um, I mean, it's hard for a video game series to like. You know, of course they had conclude. the spinoff, but yeah, for a video game series to actually conclude a main storyline. They have just really stuck the landing 100 percent. Really? Oh yeah. It ends in the most beautiful way. Every moment of that game is perfect. The ending's perfect. And let's hope they leave it that way okay. <laughs> and do something else. Right. More spin-offs and stuff like that are fine, but keep keep the Nathan keep Drake the story where it's is. at, okay, you know. Um, but yeah, uh the best uh, honestly, the best like non-Nintendo AAA type game, you know, as far as I'm concerned. You know what? I beat Uncharted 1 and 2, and my PS3 saved them right at the end of 3. Yeah. I just never finished 3. So, of course, I haven't touched 4 yet. That's Gotta all. do it. Gotta do it. I know. Okay. So, I'm on my number 4 now. I'm in 2018 now. All right. So, I'm going my... It was 2018 was, like, really, like, the year of the indies for me. I was really getting super into indies. Like, I mean, t- near the end of 2017 or I was, like, just super getting into indies. So... I'm getting a little indie centric here, but my 2018 one of the games was Into the Breach. It's a turn-based strategy. I played it on Switch. I'm pretty sure it's on Steam. It's just the perfect turn-based strategy game. Hmm. There's high risk, high reward. Everything's spelled out for you. It's very straightforward. It's not like playing this game or something where you got all this shit going on in the background and all this math and shit you got to worry about and this, this, and that. It's very straightforward. But it's like, once again, it's like simpleness complexity. It's like, it's, it's, it's high risk, high stakes. It's kind of roguelike-ish in a sense that, like, if you're going to die, you can, like, eject your pilot and I'll go back in time and, like, you'll kind of maintain some of his attributes or something and then start with, like, a nuke, but you're starting all over kind of thing. 
So it's like a risk reward to sticking it out versus hmm. bailing and starting all over. Sure. But just it's just the game play loop is very satisfying, and it just really sucks you in. It's just really well done. It's just, as far as it's like a master class in turn-based strategy. I probably haven't played a turn-based strategy game this much since. Probably Advanced Wars on the GBA. Mm, I know you played that a lot. Right. I and I love turn-based. I, I, you know, like XCOM, I, I play a good amount of turn-based strategy games, but this one is just next level. It's it's so good. Like, I bought Wargroove and I haven't even touched it because I'll just choose to play this over that, even though Wargroove looks like medieval Advanced Wars to me. Yeah, maybe, maybe if I ever feel like actually trying to get into a strategy game, maybe this will be the one. Yeah, you should. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. they're, it's they're cool games. I just, I never feel like devoting myself to it you know what I mean? into the breach is worth is worth if you got to pick one do yeah. into the breach all right cool so uh my number two is my second tie um on the list i i could not just pick one of these games it just it, it can't happen again i'm doing two games from the same developer basically sequels to each other spiritual sequels really um but that is 2010's limbo and 2016's inside uh, which have both been on pretty much every platform. I even have them on my phone now, and I have them on Switch. And I originally played Limbo on Xbox 360. I, I forget. I think Inside maybe it was on PS4. Uh, but you know how much I love these games, Will. I mean, I, mm, yeah. they're just there's something about the uh, you always the sing the praises of those. Yeah, man. the design of them. They're just like these simple platformers, but where you just have to see what's going to happen next. You just you just got to keep going. And I've beaten these games many many times over and it's just as fun every time to just like to just Can't, experience every moment of now these i'm games. mad if you keep on playing these games you done beat over and over instead of playing these other games i'm, ter I'm terrible about that when it comes to games i, I mean i play trials frontier non-stop every freaking day well, but at least I, you haven't I, finished it you're starting all over I that's know, different right that's a little different but no limbo's worth it i've i've, I've played it like six times probably six Man. seven times but it only takes like maybe three four hours it's not a very long game but uh, but yeah, no, I, I love these games so much. I, I hope they make it a trilogy and make a third one and then just, just, I, it can't get better, but I can certainly accept more accept of more it. the same. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, oh my God, I love these games. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, those so are, that's my number two. So what's taking me out of 2018, which will, I guess is my number one because 2019 will lap into 2019 to 2029, 2028, I suppose, to add to my <laughs> list. So uh dead cells oh yeah uh, i played it on switch and i know it's on steam it's on everything i think sure but dead cells is like dead cells is like a, it's like a roguelike metroidvania mm -hmm. but it's just so well done it's so silky smooth and just it just it just it really gives you that uh one more go kind of feeling like even if you have a shit run you just and started to get right back on it and then the progression where like you slowly unlock like different uh things like the little workshop where you can kind of change your uh initial loadout when you uh first start the game on your your replays your your when you try new playthroughs or whatnot it's just the the way it does it it does its roguelike progression is very well thought out and the game is just butter smooth yeah it, it's just it's, it's a joy to play it's a joy. It's hard as balls. It's, it's hard as balls. But it's just, 
it just has a certain feel to it. It just it just makes it so hard to put down. It, it's so good. I got to tell you, every time I boot up the Nintendo Switch eShop, I think to myself, should I buy Dead Cells You today? don't have Dead Cells? I don't have it. And the reason why is because of my whole thing of sale. not like, I know, but my whole thing with roguelikes, I'm just like, am I going to like it as great as it looks and as great as, as much as everybody raves about it? I'm like, am I going to like it because it's a roguelike? And and so I, I look at it, I watch the video again, I I think about it, I'm like, eh, it's on sale, I should do it, and then I don't do it. I, you know? You gotta do it. I gotta play that game. That sells is great. One of these days it'll happen. That sells is great. All right, number one, my number one game of the decade, and I, I gotta say, it is an absolute surprise to me really? that I'm saying this, um, but it is, of course, well, Legend nice. of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I'm not surprised. Well, you're not surprised because you know how much I love this game. Well, yeah. But I'm surprised because I don't like 3D Zelda. I do not like open world games. You never, you didn't like Ocarina? I don't like Ocarina. What? I know. Blasphemy. What? I know. Majora's I Mask, all that you didn't care for? No. What? I don't, I'm not a fan of 3D Zelda games. I, Link to the Past is my all-time favorite video game. The original Zelda, I love. I love, you know, the few things that have come since the 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 GBA, the the uh, the mm-hmm. 3DS ones, which is kind of 2D, you know, but but with a little three two point five D. But I don't like Wind th- Waker. Wind Waker is my favorite up until now of of the 3D of the three, Zeldas. Okay, all right, yeah, all right, that's fair. That was the the one right. I got the most into until I got to the point where I wasn't sure which island I needed to go to, and I was just sailing back and forth for like two straight days of okay, my life, fair. and I was like, I fuck it, I'm not playing this game anymore. I'll allow that. So okay. uh, yeah, they're, they're chores to me. 3D Zelda games. They and really this, streamlined it in the Wii U version. Yeah, that's what I've heard, but uh, I should replay it. But uh, yeah, no, Breath of the Wild though, it's everything I don't like in games and then it just turned it's perfect and it may if i ever actually make myself replay this game you beat it oh yeah i beat it i now i beat it with 24 percent completion but but i beat it though uh but if i ever replay this game i will then be ready to say it's now my new favorite zelda game which of course makes it my favorite game period you know because link to the past is my favorite game i don't even have it yet I know, and that's just it, it, mind blowing. It's me. a travesty. I, I probably should be should be should be. You're fired. I should be just hung for that. Probably. We're at number just, one, just, and just you're kicked off the, the podcast. Stake. But I, just, I don't know. Just me, an open world game. Like to look at them, like oh, yeah, that's oh. the thing. They they feel like work, and I don't want to do that. Right. In, you know? in my old age, I like I like high packed linear experience. Just let me get to point A to point B, just kick as much ass as I possibly can. That's why it's and, such a surprise to me. Right, that's why I'm surprised. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm cooking food in the game. Do you, can you imagine me cooking food in a video game? I can't imagine I don't cook food, food in real life. That's what I'm yeah. saying. That's, that's my point. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, I can't imagine cooking food at all, really. But, yeah, that's saying a lot. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's pure perfection and beautiful. And uh, it, it's, I mean, Nintendo, I, I cannot believe how well they put that game They knocked together. it out of the park. I know yeah. it's good. And I kick myself every time. I, I should have I bought it on GP this last Black Friday sale. Yeah. I did not. Maybe if it's still on sale tonight, maybe I will. Cause it's something I know I need to play. I just, I just can't make myself play it because I see open world. I'm just like. <sighs> yeah. You're, you're going to do it. You're going to love oh, it. I know man. it. I know it. Well, what's the last game on the list? Um, that was it. 
Oh. Yeah, that was your number one. That was my number one because 2019 yeah. flips into the next That's time. true. Okay. Well, then, shit. Then yeah. we did it. We we did it. That was a lot of freaking games. It and was. No, I mean, we did not have any crossover. I mean, 3D Land and 3D World was almost there, but not quite. They are separate games. Yeah. Um, Storm was close. I'm going to blaze through it because this was a long conversation. I'm going to blaze through a few honorable mentions real quick. Uh, I did have Titanfall 2 in my honorable mentions list. I also had New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. Uh, the Link's Awakening remake, I, I didn't want to include any remakes on my list. Uh, also, uh, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Yeah. I, yeah. I love I've that heard game. great things about that, yeah, but and, I already played enough XCOM, so... Yeah, exactly. And I'm not big on strategy games, but... Right. If you're not playing yeah. XCOM, you gotta switch. You might, if, you're in, if you like XCOM, XCOM-y kind of games, you can do worse than uh, Mario Rabbids. Alone. Yeah. And uh, and then just two more Metroidvania-style games I'm going to mention. Uh, Ori in the Blind Forest and Owlboy, uh, which Ori was originally on Xbox One. Now it's on Switch, mm-hmm. and uh, Owlboy is a Switch game. My honorable mentions are I got Anarchy Reigns. It was a 2012 release by Platinum Games. All right. It was like an online brawler. And, and it's so... It was kind of sent out to die, and it's so underrated. It had like a... One of the characters from Mad World, remember that game from Wii? That yeah, uh, very yeah. stylistic uh, black and white game with the red. Yeah, so th- it was just a really well done online brawler. I still, I still haven't seen a game like it since. All right. Man. Uh, dude, I can't think of nothing else off the top. If it comes to me, I'll let you know. We still got to do our, our fucking guilty. Yeah. Guiltiest charge. So that, that's how we'll close this thing out. Um, we, we obviously, we played a lot of games over yeah. this decade, clearly, but. Uh, what are I'll let you go first on this. What are three games that you didn't get to play that you feel bad that you never got around to? Here's the bad part is I own these games. I bought yeah. these games <laughs> and I still have yet to to boot them. I yeah. just bought them and never played them. And that's Horizon Zero Dawn, mm-hmm. PS4 exclusive. I know it's amazing. It's like a streamlined Monster Hunter sort of kind of thing. It's like Breath of the Wild, really. Kind of, yeah, yeah, that too. It ticks all the boxes, but I've yet to even uh Booted up. Yeah. Persona 5. Mm. I love the Shigami, uh, what is it? Shimagami Tensei games. Shimagami Tensei. I almost fucked it up. <laughs> I played the shit out of Persona 3, Persona 3 Fez. I played some P4 Golden on my Vita. Love it. Getting old now. I ain't got time for these 100 hour plus games, you know, 100 hour plus games, but I buy it. Mm-hmm. It looks great. I love it. I want to play it. But I just, I know, all right, it's right there on the box. Over 100 plus hours of gameplay. And I don't know why I buy it, because I know I'm not going to sit down and want to play it for 100 hours. <laughs> Which is sad, because I'll play anything else, and it may end up being 100 hours, maybe. Because, like, Dave has 100 hours on his uh, Trials Frontier. That's right, I probably but, do. But since you can pick it up and put it down, it's not like you're going into it knowing that you got to put in 100 hours to finish the game. Yeah, that's... That's just, that's just insurmountable. It just... It just does something mentally to me. I just can't can't even bring myself to boot the fucking game. And then my last one is gonna be uh Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain. Mm, okay. I own that. I bought it like twice already. And I have yet to even turn it on. I pl- I played uh what is it? Ground Zeroes. I played that pretty decently. I think I finished that little bit demo, whatever. And that was cool, but I never got around to playing the full Metal Gear Solid 5 Phantom Pain. I know it's amazing. I know it yeah. is. I just I just haven't done it. All right. Well, uh, for my three, uh, first of all, Horizon Zero Dawn is one of them. Um, mm. I completely agree. I bought the complete version and just never even opened it. 
I gotta play that game one of these days. Um, the for my second one, I, I'm tying two games, both of which I own, which they're so similar. One is the uh, the uh, Uncharted spinoff game, and the other being the most recent Tomb Raider. Bought both of them, haven't opened them. Mm-hmm. They're both gonna be very similar style games, obviously, but uh, mm-hmm. I gotta get to them one day. And then uh, last but not least uh, is Super Lucky's Tale, which I pr- as much as you've harped I know. on this game finally coming to the Switch, you'll I, finally get a chance to play it. I, You're gonna tell me you bought it and haven't even played it yet? I didn't even buy it yet. Don't tell them. Oh, I know. You're a I, person, <laughs> man. I I told myself the second I beat Luigi's Mansion Three, I'm getting it, and that's gonna be my new thing. But I was so behind work on podcast shit that I I had to like do oh some stuff. But like, as soon as I get these episodes edited, I'm buying it and i'm in that's my next game Man, that i'm getting you've been into. singing about this game for like three or four two or i know because I, I, pl- I played the uh the demo on the oculus rift a couple right, of years back, i remember that and it and was to me the most fun platformer game 3d platformer game i've ever played that's not a mario and right. i was like i want said. this fucking game yeah here and it is here it is and i haven't played it because i was too busy I haven't even bought it yet too busy wow Man, this adulting stuff sucks, man. I know, I know. Last but not least for me, I have not played The Last God of War yet. Oh, okay. I I started it. I I have it. Yeah, I, I started it. it. It's cool. It's it's uh, one of these games. It's just it's too involved for me. I can't. I'm. I can't do it. I haven't played Devil May Cry Five either. Since we're just all right, we're since, just putting all of our crimes, our war crimes things. out on the table now. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of uh, speaking of things that we're admitting, uh. You know, th- this is great. I mean, this was a lot of fun talking about all these games. Uh, but the last time you were going to be on the show, mm. it was supposed to be to talk about Rampage. Since we're talking video games, oh. Rampage is a video game movie. Oh. Will, did you ever get around to watching Rampage? I did. I did watch it. I watched How'd you it with like my girlfriend. It? I enjoyed it. All right. You know, for what they did with it, I, th- I, th- I, thought, I thought what they did with it was probably the best they could do with it. Yeah, like I really had no complaints. It was I love that. Fucking yeah, movie. It was, it's so stupid, but it's right. so much fun. It's it's. I think it's quite possibly the best video game movie. I because would, it, I would it, put it, it up. Stills the fun of the game. Yeah, it's in like a way. it didn't take itself too seriously. It covered all the bases, and it was just it was just a good time. Like it 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 knew what its source material was, and it just just kind of tongue in cheek the whole way, and it was cool. I was cool with it. All right, look at that. We knocked out the top 20 video games of the decade and our Rampage episode in one. So, <laughs> perfect. All right. Well, Will, thanks uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Let's go play some uh, Money Puzzle Exchanger. Y'all know about that Money Puzzle Exchanger, boy. <laughs> that, that's a rivalry that goes back at least a good decade or two. <laughs> Sound and Vision is the name, with movie trivia being the game. The theme-based weekly wonder where you, yes you the listener, can play along by guessing the films we're throwing at you by deciphering our cryptic clues. Join us while we break down movies in a way that only me and my weekly guests can. Come and find us on all platforms which podcasts are available and get your pop culture fit. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about our favorite video games of the 2010s. We will be doing uh, more special episodes on the decade. We're doing the TV shows of the decade. We're, of course, doing the movies of the decade and a couple others. So uh, we'll let you know about those as we get a little bit closer. But 
Hope you enjoy it. And if you want to hear us talk about games some more, let us know. We will try to schedule in some more of these kind of things because it is fun to talk about video games once in a while. Uh, so I do want to remind you all to make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or over on Podchaser. And you can, of course, follow us on social media at PiecingPod and join the Facebook group. Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about on the show. And uh, not about video games, but Sonic the Hedgehog comes up a lot, I'll tell you that much. Uh, so let's close this thing out with a piece of music, as we always do. I should find something from a game that I've worked on over the years. Let's see here. All right, this is a good one to play. Uh, this was made a while back. It's another track that would probably end up on my uh, game music compilation that I might put out one of these days. This was made for a company called Ballistic Studios, a uh, video game production company here in Las Vegas. Uh, God, it's coming up on almost a decade ago, actually, but it was this decade. So uh, let's play this one. It's called Going Ballistic. Enjoy it. And of course, we'll be back with more Piecing It Together coming up real soon. And all points west. Oh. 